This is the FBCG Live podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. Today's message is entitled, Spiritual Warfare. God's healing, blessings, and miracles in life do not come without challenges from the enemy. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. The enemy is not going to sit back and watch you stroll into favor. Matter of fact, he mad every time he see God do something in your favor. One of my members, and we're seeing this already happening where people are testifying about the favor God's given. And one of our uh, members had God uh, move them from a low-level ranking position on their company to an extremely high-level position in their job. They skipped several. Here's what favor does. You skip in between positions, and God takes you to a high point. Somebody say, look at God, look at God. And tell your neighbor, if he did it for my neighbor, I might be next. Tell your neighbor, I might be next. And I tell him, I ain't player hating, I ain't jealous what he did for whoever it is. Because if he did it for them, he might do the same thing for me. Amen. So, uh, what I feel compelled to talk to you about is... the challenge to you to be aware that the enemy is not happy with what God is doing and will do for your life. And the devil will do everything in his power to try to discourage and frustrate you. He's going to do everything he can to defeat you and make you get frustrated. So my job uh, today and maybe over the next several weeks, I'm not sure, I haven't fully, really, fully uh, felt clarity on this, but I I do know today that I'm supposed to talk to you about spiritual warfare. Somebody say spiritual warfare. Because uh, it is a battle. And Ephesians 6 tells us, Paul writes to the church in Ephesus in Ephesians 6. And in Ephesians 6, matter of fact, the whole book of Ephesians, he's given them principles of how to live their life. It's a profound book. It's a powerful book. But in chapter 6, uh, beginning of verse 10, he talks about spiritual warfare and the fact that we are not wrestling. He's, matter of fact, let me read the verse to you right here. Let's just go to verse, let me start at verse 11. Can I start at verse 11? 6, 11, are y'all there? Ephesians 6, 11, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the tricks of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, verse 13, take up the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Man, amen. Amen. Put on the whole arm of God because we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. This is the first thing I need you to understand as I just set the stage for this is that your battle is not against people. Okay, y'all too slow. It's just taking, taking much too long. But that's an important thing to understand. The wrestle is not with your spouse. Even though I know you want to point the finger, the data calls, data reason that this ain't happening, and this is the reason that that ain't happening, and you ain't getting what you want, and this ain't happening in your life, it ain't your spouse. Amen. amen. Let me just say amen to myself. Amen. That's what the scripture says. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. It's not your boss, it's not your co workers, it's not the person sitting next to you. Could look at your neighbor and say, it ain't you.
we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We are wrestling against spiritual entities. Somebody say spiritual entities. You're wrestling it against the devil. See, the problem is you cussing people out and they ain't got nothing to do with it. You're not liking people. You're talking to other people about what somebody did, what somebody said, when the real culprit behind it all is not the person. It is the spirit that influenced the person. My Lord. My Lord. <sighs> Amen. You're doing good. You, you cussing them out ain't going to change that spirit. Amen. Amen. You giving them a piece of your mind. Okay, I can see right now y'all ain't going to talk to me. You giving people a piece of your mind is not going to redeem the situation. I know you feel, you might feel better. Child, I told them. Have you flipped? You might have done all of that. But that doesn't change the circumstance. It doesn't change the, the, the spirit behind the person. See, y'all looking at me like y'all don't believe. Let, let, me, let me help y'all out here. Y'all acting like y'all don't believe that there's a spirit behind the person. But everybody in here has allowed the devil to talk to you, make the suggestion, and you did what the devil suggested. Okay, there y'all go playing, acting like y'all don't. Come on, be honest. How many of y'all something was made a suggestion to you you thought about something you felt something you you feel a certain kind of way about something and you did what you what you thought or felt okay that's all i'm saying that that thought came from hell it didn't come from heaven come on Tell the truth, you know you'd have done something that didn't come from heaven. You know heaven didn't suggest for you to do what you did. Didn't come from heaven, came from hell. And you entertained it, and you thought about it, and you did it. And sometimes what you did impacted and affected other people. So we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. It's not the person that's your problem. It's the spirit behind the person. And the way we fight our battles, this is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight our battles. We fight our battles by recognizing it's not the person that I'm dealing with, it's the spirit behind the person. Are y'all with me? It is a spirit, and this, this is true in all aspects of your life. That you got to learn that this is true at, on your job, is true of any uh, uh, organizations you belong to, is true in your marriage, is true with your family members. There's a spirit behind it, and you got to learn how to deal with the spirit behind things. Amen. And that's why uh, verse 11 of, of Ephesians 6 says, we got to put on the whole arm of God that we can stand against the, the wiles or the tricks of the devil. Amen. He's got tricks. He's a trickster. That's what the word wiles mean. We're, wild. We're fighting against the tricks of the devil. He's a trickster. And the problem is he's been playing the same trick on us for centuries. Look like somebody ought to recognize what the trick is and say, I ain't falling for that trick. That's right. That's yeah. right. Look like 
after somebody done called your house and scammed you, look like you shouldn't fall for the same scam again. So here's what my job is, is to try to help you recognize and see uh, what those spirits are and how to deal with them and how, what God wants us to do. So let me start off. And, and see, the problem is some of y'all don't know the scams. You don't know the tricks. And you, you, you haven't done any study to learn what they are. In 1974, Muhammad Ali had a fight with the, the then undefeated world heavyweight world champion named George Foreman. They had a fight in Zaire. Um, they called it the, the Rumble in the Jungle. <laughs> Somebody knows it. And in the fight, in the fight, uh, Ali uh, had sparred had in his training session and made a plan to do something. And when the fight came, he found what he was doing is he would let George Foreman just beat him and swing and hit him, and he just laid up against the ropes and just let him hit him, held his hands up like that for seven rounds. Yep. And people say, what's wrong with Ali? Why he ain't fighting back? Every now and then he'd throw a jab. Every now and then he'd throw a jab, but he just laid up against the ropes. Let, let, Muhammad, let George Foreman just swing at him. What Ali had done is he had studied George Foreman's previous fights and had learned that he had never gone past seven rounds. And so he said, what I'm going to do is let him just swing away at me for seven rounds. By the time we get to the eighth round, he's going to be tired. Y'all not hear what I'm saying here today. And so when they got to the eighth round, sure enough, Foreman was tired. And Ali whipped up on him and won the fight. He studied what his opponent had done. Matter of fact, he came up with a name for this strategy of his. It was called a rope-a-dope. Y'all, some of y'all know what that is. It's the rope-a-dope. We, we haven't studied our enemy to know what he does and how he operates. And so he plays the same trick on us over and over and over and over again. And we keep falling for it. We keep getting sucked up into it. We keep letting him defeat us and beat us and frustrate us. And we keep letting him do it. It's time for us to get smart. Somebody say, get smart. Get smart. So here's what, here's, that's what Ali did. What are we going to do? We're going to take our cues from the Apostle Paul who advised the church in Ephesus and while he's advising them he's advising us what we need to do and he tells us right here in the text we're not fighting against flesh and blood we're not wrestling against flesh and blood but it's against four entities here's number one our battle is against four entities here's number one principalities somebody say principalities that word principality means a prince over palities go ahead pastor you so deep it means, this is important, it means it's a spirit that's over other areas of life. See, the demons, demons, this demon is territorial. They like territory. That's why the devil wants to get, get his foot in certain areas of your life and he won't let it go. 
prince over paladies, prince over areas of your life. And it also means not only does he want to be in charge over certain areas of your life, the way demons work is demons have a lead demon with subsequent demons under them. Subservient demons under them. And, and our problem is we spend too much time wrestling with the subservient demons. They come by the thousands instead of dealing with the head demon. Let's see if I can make that plain to you. Um, so you got these thoughts in your mind, these suggestions, these ideas, these spirits that keep telling you you ugly, your hair ain't the right color, uh, you too fat, too dark, too light, your nose too big, your ears fly out. This, um, these demons who uh, make suggestions about the things about you that you know you have a problem with. Y'all ever notice that, that, that the, the demons will send somebody to say something about the very thing about you that you know that you have a problem with, right? <laughs> Look at your neighbor say, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Hang with me. <laughs> Y'all got what I'm saying to you? So, so they're going to come, these little subservient demons come and point out when the, the lead demon that you really ought to deal with, the head demon, the head spirit that's over all of that is a demon of self-acceptance or self-rejection. The devil wants you to reject yourself. That's the lead demon. And he sends all these subservient demons to point out this, you got this problem, you got that problem, you, you can't do this, you can't do that. All of this, when the reality is, if you deal with the lead demon and the way you deal with the, that, that lead demon is to reject the, the parent lie. Y'all know there's a parent lie, then there's sub-lies. Deal with the parent lie that there's something wrong with you when the parent truth is that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Deal with that. Get that in your heart. Get that in your spirit that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That everything about you, God made you a certain way that you could accomplish what he wants you to accomplish and do what he wants you to do and be what he wants you to be and achieve what he wants you to be. You are exactly the way God wants you to be. Are y'all listening to me? Reject the lie of the enemy that wants you to think that way. And you don't have to deal with these subservient demons. I, I need y'all to get that in your heart and understand that. That's subservient. Those subservient demons come at the, in the thousands and the millions and they keep on coming and this is wrong and that's wrong. But when you say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, uh, that makes you who you are. I, I'm not, not going to listen to the devil that come to me and say, you don't look like Denzel Washington. I ain't trying to look like Denzel. If Denzel knew who I was, he would try to be like me. Amen. You got to learn that the way God made you, there ain't another you anywhere in the world. God made you uniquely you, wonderfully you, anointed you, gifted you, powerful you. Uh, do y'all understand what I'm saying to you today? 
that, that, so, so these principalities, let's see, uh, uh, the, princi the, the little subservient demons will say, well, you, you ain't got to listen to nobody. You ain't got to do what they tell you to do. They ain't nothing but a man. They put their pants on one leg at a time, just like you. I ain't going to let him tell me what to do. That's those little demons. When the parent demon is the demon that don't want you to listen to anybody's authority. So that until you deal with the, the head demon of authority rejection and recognize that everybody's under somebody's authority, everybody is called to respond and answer and be submitted to somebody, you deal with that, then all these other little demons coming around can't control you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Thank all 17 of y'all for that rousing affirmation. That's how we, this is, this is how we wrestle. It's not, again, that's, this is a demonic thing. The second thing we're wrestling with is power. Somebody say powers. Principalities, then it says powers. Ephesians 6, there we are, verse 12. Power. Somebody say powers. Powers, powers. The devil does have power. Somebody say the devil does have power. He just don't have all power. He has power. He does have, um, you know, y'all get impressed because the demons come and, you know, show you their power, you know, tell you what kind of draws you got on today or um, tell you about your past. That's what those demons do. They, they know about your, your dirt because they was at the club with you. If y'all all say amen together, nobody know I'm talking about you. They get in, you get impressed. You impressed that they, somebody can tell, that they look in the, on the Ouija board or they um, look in the crystal ball or they uh, turn the cards over and say, uh, you was in a relationship with some so-and-so. Uh, you impressed. Oh, they knew about my secret. Uh, okay, all right. Go. Look, look straight ahead. Just look straight ahead. Don't be impressed by demonic powers. Don't allow the supernatural to impress you. Because just because it's supernatural doesn't mean it came from God. Just because it's supernatural doesn't mean it came from God. You gotta understand that. Now, the other thing about these powers is that principalities and powers throughout scripture often hang together. Matter of fact, throughout scriptures, we see principalities and powers are partners, walking buddies. They hang out together. But I want you, I want, to, want them to put Ephesians 3, write this verse down, verses 8 through 12. I want to read this real quick because it tells, it tells us something that you got you to gotta get this in your heart. You got to get this in your spirit. Ephesians 3, verses 8 through 12. We have been empowered. Here's what it says. Here's what Paul says. Put that up on the screen. Put, starting at verse 8. Paul says, to me, who am less than the least of all the saints, the, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Verse 9, and to make all see 
what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ. Y'all see that? These, the secrets have been kept, uh, some things have been kept hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ. Here's verse 10. To the intent, verse 10, that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Let me explain what that means to y'all. First of all, heavenly places, whenever you see heavenly places in the scripture, because we're going to talk about that in a minute, means in the spirit realm. And here's what he says, verse 10, that the wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the spirit realm. This is profound and powerful because here's what this is saying. God has anointed the church and given a power to the church to make known the wisdom of God to principalities and powers. How do we fight our battles? How do we beat the devil? How do we defeat him when he's trying to frustrate our lives? We have to know the wisdom of God and we declare the wisdom of God to principalities and powers. When they talk to us, we talk back to them with what the wisdom of God is. When they make suggestions to us, we tell them, here's the truth that we know from the word of God. When they say you ugly and you ain't nothing and you ain't going to be nobody and don't nobody want you and you too fat, too ugly, you say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God fearfully and wonderfully made me. Are y'all listening to me? And until you learn to do this, the devil is going to defeat you and frustrate you through all of your life, every day, all day long. He's going to frustrate you, keep you down, keep you depressed, keep you rejecting yourself, keep you troubled, keep you crying, keep you feeling lonely. Go on and preach, Pastor. Keep you going through hell, keep you being frustrated until you learn to say to yourself and to the principalities and to the powers, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Do y'all get that? You got to know the wisdom of God. You got to know the word of God. Y'all know the songs of the world. Y'all just don't know the scriptures. Y'all know Snoop Dogg. You just don't know Jesus. I know it's a good word, but ain't nobody, ain't nobody saying nothing. Ain't nobody talking to nobody. Do y'all get that? Yes. Let me roll on. I got five minutes. Here's number three. Rulers of darkness. Here's the third area that we wrestle with, rulers, rulers of darkness. Here's what that means. It means ruling in the dark. Go ahead, Pastor. You're so deep. The devil has a stronghold in secrets. What keeps the enemy, what allows him to keep you in bondage are the secrets that you keep. Anytime somebody try to get you in a place of a secret, that's not from God. And the way you deal with secrets are expose them. <laughs> Some of y'all got scared, didn't y'all? When I <laughs> You need to talk to somebody to keep the devil from having a hole. That's how he rules because it's in the dark. And the way you deal with darkness is expose light to it. Yeah, that's right. Ooh. Somebody say expose the light to the darkness. 
put some light on it. That's why you need to have somebody that you can talk to about the issues that you're trying to get delivered from and the places where you're trying to get the victory, you need to put some light on it. The devil's in charge as long as it's in the secret. Tell your neighbor, as long as it's a secret, the devil's in charge. He works in dark, shadowy places, behind closed doors, hushed up. Don't tell nobody. This is just between me and you. That's the, de that's the realm of the enemy. That's where he works and operates. He thrives in that. He thrives in darkness. But we get the victory from darkness. Okay, let me roll on. Since y'all ain't getting that, let me go to this last one. Here's number four. Spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And I already told you that heavenly places is the spirit realm. Did I tell y'all that already? It's in the spirit realm. What are these spiritual hosts of wickedness? They are demonic plots demonic plots to hurt you, to plan, to scheme, to execute. And it, and it says in heavenly places. And, and here's what this means. Because also heavenly places in the spirit realm and what the enemy wants you to do in the spirit realm is to worship him. He wants you to give him the praise, give him the glory. And if he can get you, because here's what the devil's been successful at. He's been successful in getting some of you to do some stuff that's, that you don't even know is a form of worship. But he's got you doing stuff that really you are worshiping him and worshiping the devil. And some of y'all will give the devil some worship that you won't even give to God. I feel tension in the room. Yeah, you will dance in the club, but you won't dance in church. Come on, you know you was up there doing all your stuff. But you ain't doing nothing in church. You won't even raise your hand. You won't even open your mouth. You won't give God any kind of glory, but you'll do it at the club. You get up early to go to work, but you won't get up early to, co to come to church. <laughs> you give money to, to, the, to, the, to the pornography on your cable network, but you won't give no tithes to the kingdom of God. There's, some There's your worship. Go on and preach, Pastor. Am I preaching? Am I preaching? <laughs> go ahead. Look straight ahead. Don't move. Don't raise your hand. Don't say amen. Just stay still. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? That you are giving worship to the enemy because there's some things you will do for him that you will not do for God. Oh, man. See, no money or nothing up here. Oh, here's something right there. Somebody did bring something. Oh, hey, hey, what's up, man? Praise him. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, I got to hurry up. Let me close. I can't. You know I can't take my time. Here's how we fight that. The Bible tells us, be strong. Verse 10. Look at verse 10. Somebody say, be strong. be strong. Tell your neighbor, stop being a wimp. 
Stop being wobbly. Stop wavering. Stop being wishy-washy. Stop being faint-hearted, flimsy, fragile, frail, feeble, lame, lackadaisical, limp, shaky, sickly, sluggish, defeated. Be strong, he says. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And then it says this in verse number 11. It says this, verse 11 up. Put on the whole armor of God. There's, look, 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 that's verse that's verse 11. Put verse 13 up there. Verse 11 says, put on the whole armor. Verse 13, take up the whole armor of God. Here's number, here's, here's not only be strong, but here's, here's what, I want, what I want to challenge you to do, is you got to put on, take the whole armor of God. Somebody say, take the whole armor. I'm going to have to reintroduce and talk to you again about what that means, how you put the, the whole armor on. Through the whole six, rest of the sixth chapter, it mentions various pieces of armor that we have to put on. Put on the helmet of salvation. Put, put on the belt of truth. Have the shield of faith. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of fleets. Uh, there's all these different pieces of armor, and each one of them means something that you got to do and put on. And So we got to take the whole armor of God. You cannot win if you don't have the whole armor of God on. Some of y'all are going into battle naked. You got to put the whole armor on. Somebody say, put the whole armor on. Okay, go back to verse 11. It says, put on the whole armor of God. Put that back on. Put on the whole armor of God. Listen to it. Look at that. That you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Y'all see that? Somebody say, stand. All right, go ahead. Put the next verse up. The next verse, I'm sorry, not that one, the 13. Therefore, take up the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand and having to done all, stand. Each, each of these points is stand, withstand, stand. Somebody say stand, withstand, stand. Stand, withstand, stand. Stand, withstand, stand. Stand. Withstand, stand. Stand. What does that mean when the Bible says to stand? It's, a, it's with clarity. It's telling us repeatedly. The evil day, by matter of fact, is when the devil aims all his guns at you. And get ready. When the devil sees where you're about to go, he's going to aim all his guns at you. And in verse 11 and in verse 13, he tells us to not only put on the whole armor, take on the whole armor, it also tells us to stand. That means to put in, stand means to be put in an upright position. Stand means that I'm getting in a posture or a position that I'm not, I'm not laying down, I'm not sitting down, I'm standing. Stand. So some years ago, I went to a trip to Mexico and I saw something I had never seen before. I was in, I, I was, I've seen, I saw it the first time in Mexico. I saw a guy standing on the streets. He was painted all over. He looked like a statue. But the more I looked at it, I thought it was a real person. And everybody was walking around saying, that looked like a real person. And sure enough, 
it was a real person. But he wasn't moving. He was just... He had a bucket there, and people were putting money in it because they said he was doing so good. So I went up to the guy and said, maybe I can make him move. So I went up to him and I did like that. But he wouldn't move. And I did everything. But he didn't move. So then I said, I know what I can do. And, and, and by the way, when I was in Hawaii last week, we saw one of these guys doing the same thing. And my schoolmates were looking at him and said, that's not real. I said, he's real. I said, it is. He's real. I said, but I'm going to make him move. And I'm going to do the same thing to him that I did to the guy in Mexico. Because I said to him, I went up to him and I said, I bet you if I take that money, you'll move. <laughs> So I reached down for the money. I didn't touch it, but I act like I was. But he never moved. That's what y'all, y'all missing the point right there. And you know what I discovered? In Mexico, I've seen the same thing in South Africa. I've seen the person do the same thing in, in Honolulu last week. No matter where I was, when they did it, nothing that you could do would make them move. <laughs> a great spot to say amen. Whether I took their money, whether I smacked them in the face, whether I jumped up at them like I was going to do something, no matter what I did. And that's what you got to do. No matter what people say, what they do, how they treat you, stand. Having done all, stand. Withstand. That's what you got to do. Stand. Don't let what they say deter you. Don't let don't what lie they tell on you. No matter what they tell other people. No matter how critical they are. You just stand. Some of y'all can't stand for nothing, and you won't stand for nothing. You don't know how to stand. To be able to stand, you got to have a relationship with Jesus. You have to know him. Amen. You got to know that he died on the cross for your sins. You got to know that he was buried and rose again from the dead. You have to know and enter into a relationship with him. He gives you the power to stand. He anoints you and gives you the confidence inside and the boldness and the courage to stand. Let's pray. Father, thank you today that you are the God that gives us power to stand. I pray today that if this person's here today not in right walk with you, not in the right relationship, that you would draw them to your kingdom in the name of Jesus, Father. I pray that some backslider who's drifted away would come back to you today. I pray, Father, in the name of the Lord, that somebody that's unsure or unchurched 
would come in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. God has anointed his children to speak truth to the devil. Be strong in the Lord and take up the whole armor of God so that you can withstand the enemy. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.